Cam, what's up? Kaylin, how's it going? Pretty good. It's just a quiet Saturday morning over here. What about you? Yeah, same. Just uh, getting started on some client work after this for, yeah, I got to get uh, wrap up a couple things over the coming days. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, I know we both do um, the work gym ultra working. There's a marathon on right now. Are you doing that today? Yeah, that's the plan, actually. Uh, I haven't done any of it so far um, this past week. So uh, today I was just trying to... I'm thinking, yeah, I'll just dive all in. And you? Um, I also want to do it today. I have a Christmas party later, which I have to make mashed potatoes for. So I'm just trying to figure out if I cook before and then do um, work for the rest of the day or do it opposite. Um, it's funny. I was, tr- I was trying to recommend trying. I recommended the work gym to someone yesterday, but I feel like there's so many caveats. I'm like, but you like can't have any interruptions and you have to be alone. And like, you know, all of these things, I feel like I've tested it in so many different situations. And the only way in which it works is if you literally can do it in like a solid block by yourself, no distractions. Yeah, definitely feels that way. Like even, yeah, one time I was doing it and I had to make lunch and I, I think I just took one of the breaks to go do it. And I was like a bit stressed <laughs> about that. It's like, you really got to plan this all out beforehand. Yeah. I, I feel actually, like, go ahead. I feel like, you know, there, cause I was listening to a podcast from their founder and it, the first episode of that podcast was very much like, um, not trying to, um, not trying to do this whole cramming and like not trying to burn yourself out by being like, you know, do a bunch of work all at once. And then, you know, it was more about maintaining consistency in your work and just doing it at a regular cadence. And maybe you never reach that like peak, uh, performance, uh, that you would maybe get if you're kind of the more, um, go all in, uh, for like, you know, into the crazy hours of the night. But yeah. then listening to that podcast and then seeing how they kind of structure the the work gym, it's a bit different than that because like it, it really feels like with this work marathon, they're kind of like pushed to go, go, go. And they're uh, presenting like scientific research about how sleep is not as important and things like that. Like I'm <laughs> just, uh, it yeah. doesn't really align with the original messaging that I was hearing in it. And also just their consistency is not quite there in terms of, if they're really pushing for the consistency, like it would be nice to have some regular hours, I feel. So that yeah. that's where I'm struggling is like, I'll sign in one day, it's on at 7am. The next day, there's nothing till 11. And so hopefully, the more people that sign up, they'll be able to get more hours and, and kind of time slots available. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I think the only thing I'll say is I've noticed some of the moderators or hosts, they'll take, you know, a half an hour, like one of the cycles to just take a break or do planning or whatever, which I think is something that I don't integrate into it. Um, but it's funny you brought up the, um, that somebody was putting in scientific studies about not requiring sleep because maybe we were on the same session, but I, the same thing happened when I was on. And I think that my brother happened to be working next to me and he heard that out loud and he was just like, these people, this sounds like a cult. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, I don't tend to agree with that. I need a lot of sleep. Maybe I'm older than these people. I don't know, but like I need to sleep to do good work. So yeah, that one was kind of like, I don't know, that threw me off. I feel like uh, people should like just moderate and not like throw the fuel under the fire of like these kind of like scientific studies and stuff. stop sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Keep ultra working. No, I'm like, yeah, I did that when I was like 21, 22. I'm good. I'm going to take a nap. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you. 
Um, cool. So what else has been going on uh, this past week? I feel like you've got a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, I guess we can dive into kind of like the updates uh, since we last talked. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I've been going through kind of like uh, the motions of figuring out whether I'm going to go get a new job or go into freelancing and uh, been playing out like the final stages of a few interview processes lately just to see how those are going. And yeah, I've ran into, I don't know, it's, it's just been narrowing down. And so I actually declined a couple offers within the past couple weeks just because uh, they weren't really, uh, it was either I couldn't see myself there or we weren't able to meet on what uh, kind of like, you know, salary and types of expectations. Honestly, like what I've noticed throughout this process is that there's a lot of challenges in just trying to really assess a candidate properly in the short time and also just like the types of assignments and and interviews that you give. It's really hard to, I don't know, just say, oh yeah, this person should be at this exact level. And so I've often found, uh, or at least in the past couple of times, found that we don't align on where uh, maybe we think experience is at or um, yeah, things like that. So yeah, declined a couple. So that really just leaves me with like um, one more that I'm kind of interested in in the pipeline uh, in terms of a full-time job. Uh, and so, yeah, that's been, uh, I'm actually feeling like so much better about that. Just, I can, I feel like I can actually sleep again, just knowing, yeah, I have this one thing to worry about and I'm kind of, it's been a slow moving process, but I'm taking it kind of day by day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, and yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not sure still what would happen if I do receive an offer from them, but I'm at least like, um, very interested. Another one that kind of, we were right about to get to offer stage and I kind of was just like, you know, I don't see myself here right now. So, uh, I withdrew, um, which is a tough thing to do when you're like, you don't know if you have another thing lined up, but in all honesty, I just am not usually one to make the, the safe play on my next career position or move so um so yeah that that's been uh been a lot of what i've been going through and then uh likewise uh what also happened in the past bit was um i'm wrapping up at my job and had a conversation with my manager about continuing to do some freelance work for them after uh in the new year we're in uh, mid-december now and so we're just uh wrapping up on the final details of getting a contract together so that I'll be able to keep them on as a part-time client. And then, uh, yeah, so that, that actually kind of leans me more towards starting off my own thing, which, uh, could help really free up some time for working on, uh, side projects and trying to figure out what my own business would be. So I've found that I'm kind of, uh, back into that zone of like trying to think of, Oh crap! This is actually happening. What kind of good business ideas, uh, you know, would I want to pursue, and what kind of projects? And so I'm I'm back into that like step one of figuring some of those things out. But it's exciting to even uh, be entertaining that. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. Like it's very hard to focus on interviewing and trying to get a new job and figuring out. Oh, I also want to start a business at the same time. I feel like 
yeah, interviewing is very um, time consuming, but also just mind consuming, like Mm -hmm. for me at least. Um, Yeah, but it sounds like, you know, you're in a situation where you have a bunch of flexibility now, hopefully for like, you know, a small chunk of time at least that you can figure out either finding a full-time job that matches you or doing your own thing or continuing to freelance. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. And then even just uh, like, I kind of forgot about this, but like a day after that contract started um, become or was presented as an option, then I ran into someone else uh, from the building that I live in. And she was like, oh, uh, we're, I have two people that are looking for, you know, web developers and can I put them in touch? And so it's kind of just like a lot of the signs are pointing towards doing that. So yeah, it's, um, yeah it's just like feeling like it might be the right time for that. So uh, yeah, stay tuned more on that soon. How about Fair. you? What's going on in your world? Um, I've also been on the interview train. Um, less potential companies than you, just one. Um, so last week I had an in-person interview, um, which basically the structure of how they do it is two back-to-back interviews. So I interviewed with people from their agile team and then I emailed with a, um, technical director and a product owner. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it didn't go as well as I feel, um, I've done the same interview in the past, so I feel like it didn't go as well as last time, but, um, actually the funny slash for me, horrible thing, which happened afterwards was that since my partner works at the company, I had the pleasure of going to their holiday party the next day (laughs) while I was waiting on an interview response. Um, so me being like a very high anxiety person, I felt so (laughs) awkward, um, going to this party, just like, oh my gosh, it's probably my worst nightmare. Um, but of course it was totally fine. So I actually like, I ended up speaking to some of the recruiters at the party. Um, and I ran into a couple of the people that interviewed me. Everyone was super nice. The people from HR were very much like, we're rooting for you. You know, like we Mm -hmm. got a lot of good feedback. So I actually probably won't hear any news until the new year. Either way, I think so because they're kind of going into holiday shutdown. And from what I understand, the recruiter that I'm working with is now out of office. So that's kind of unfortunate, but I would rather just know that than like be waiting every single day and checking my inbox. So I feel a lot of relief around that right now for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Also just like kind of wanted to ask about um, the reasoning for, you know, only kind of going down one interview path right now. It's uh, I'm just curious what your process is for that. Yeah. So I, I mean, my, I do really like my current job. There are a lot of great things about it. I've just been doing it for a long time, but like the actual work I definitely enjoy. I think there's a lot of interesting opportunities in the next year to do some cool things around restructuring teams and figuring out more efficient processes. I love my team. I love my bosses, but I think it, the one thing is that the nature of what we do, which is web scraping has become a bit redundant, which kind of happens for everyone who joins our company. I would say it like, in terms of staff, it's like doing the same thing over and over and over again, um, can only be interesting for so long, at least for me. Um, and then in terms of why I'm only interviewing one place. So, I mean, well, you used to work at this company my partner works at the company. I've met a bunch of people there. And so I think I feel pretty comfortable with the idea that it would be a good move in terms of the company, the role, the teams that they have there. Um, so for that reason, I'm really interested in the role. I'd like to see how this pans out. Hopefully, positively before kind of going down the road of, you know, researching a bunch of other companies, trying to figure out if I'm, you know, comfortable with them, if that's basically doing what you're doing right now, which is like figuring out my fit in companies is a lot of work. Um, 
yeah. And so I don't know. I just, yeah, it's a big thing to take on. So I'm going to see how this one goes. And then after that, if I am really feeling like I still want to make a move, I'm going to start kind of digging into other companies and seeing where I might fit. But I have kind of been in the scenario before where, you know, like companies make themselves look really great on the outside and then you join and you're just like, this is not what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. This is not what was sold to me and this is not a fit for me. So I'm just trying to avoid a situation where, um, that happens. So I think it takes a lot of time, effort and research to, um, get there. Yeah. What I was saying even earlier about how it's hard to, for, um, employers to, really find out if you're the right candidate or what level you're at it's also hard to figure out you know what it's like to work in a place until you actually get there so yeah and actually uh yeah so that's that's cool it sounds um like kind of how when i was working at the company that you're interviewing at um i would kind of take interviews um on like uh as like as they came in, you know, on LinkedIn, if there was something that was interesting, I would mm-hmm. take an interview. So I wasn't ever actively interviewing, but um, just, you know, always had my um, my inbox open and would entertain opportunities. I think it keeps you sharp to be able to um, just ju- have interviews every couple months just to see where you're at and like if it's going to um, be a right move for you to do something else. And so I, I actually feel like that really helped me in finding my next position. Uh, instead of doing it all at once, it was kind of just, you know, I really like where I'm at and my gig here. And I, you know, right through to the end, I enjoyed that position. Uh, but then someone contacted me with something else and it was quite a interesting position. It sounded like a really good chance. So kind of just doing that um, passively on the side and not ever being in a rush to go find something new is... Uh, it's a nice position to be in and I feel like it can really work out. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, I think a one big difference between probably you and myself is just the, the level of demand. So I know that like as a developer, you probably get like a ridiculous amount of recruitment every single week, every single month, which is not necessarily the same case for me. It's definitely a lot more of me going out and meeting people or seeking positions. Um, there are less positions for what I want to do that I would say for what you are looking to do. Um, but with you saying that I'm kind of thinking also, you know, if you were to interview in an ongoing, um, if I was to interview in an ongoing fashion, it might reduce some of the stress too, that, you know, I'm not kind of like putting everything on this one job. I'm just going to see if it might be a fit or not. I think that's an mm-hmm. interesting way of looking at it as well. Yeah. Cause I, I remember not really feeling too much stress um, throughout that process until I did like, get pretty pretty far along in one uh interview uh position like for what ended up being my next job and then i remember Mm -hmm. being like oh crap i really want this and so yeah um so then you start to worry and then the interesting part there that is like i feel really helps you in deciding uh or just having some option at that point is if you're um pretty much ready to move forward with or you're excited about an option it's still always good to have a second option just for some leverage to be able to, um, you know, maybe you get an offer and it's not quite where you want it to be. It's really hard to just say, well, I think it should be here. But if you have other things that you can point at, like, oh, I'm in a couple processes that, you know, psychological aspect yeah. of just telling them that uh, really puts you in higher demand. I've seen it uh, both as someone searching for jobs or when we're interviewing people uh, for our team, I remember we were looking for a project manager and she was like, 
uh, oh yeah, I'm just about to decide on, like I just got an offer from another company and we moved everything around to get this girl in and align up her final, like her first, second, third interviews or whatever, all in yeah. one day, just so that we had a chance of, of getting her as a project manager. And yeah, I've just seen where it can, um, the psychological aspects of like having a second option uh, really helps you as a candidate. Uh, and so maybe just like once you do get like you're like, oh, midway through, it might be worth what I did. Actually, it was um, I was in a process with um, my current uh, employer and I ended up going on one of those sites, one of those um, kind of like job sites. It was like hired.com or something like that where you yeah. submit and then they put you in front of a bunch of different um, uh, employers looking for people and then it kind of you know opens up a few options and those ones tend to move quickly so it was uh yeah i think it was a good thing to do just something to consider when you do get a bit further along because it can put you in a better position yeah i think that's a good point and it's kind of you know holiday season low season right now so mm -hmm. while people are probably not aggressively hiring i probably have time to also like put some applications out there and start some like you know, conversations to see how that goes. Because also who knows, maybe, you know, there is another company that all of a sudden also is just a better fit or something like that. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll see mm -hmm. <laughs> with time. Uh, anything else going on with you? Um, what else? So this is, I mentioned to you earlier that I might have a, a mini rant for you, but I went to a holiday party last night. So I work at a co-working space in Toronto. Um, and I went to, the holiday party there last night. So there was a bunch of people from like all different types of, of companies. Um, and this is something that I kind of ran into when I worked, uh, or sorry, when our company was in a tech incubator in Toronto too. And I want to preface by saying I met a lot of lovely people last night, but I also find that I meet so many people with this like overwhelming, I don't know, tech bro personality that I just like cannot get behind. It's almost like there's so many people in the space that don't want to have constructive conversations. They just want to brag about like what company they sold or like that they're an AI company or something like that. And it was just like so many exhausting conversations. And I think I kind of ended it with a conversation where somebody told me that my passion for work was adorable. And I was just like, you know what? I'm calling it a night. Like I'm out of here. I was just so exhausted at that point of people trying to just like have like flex conversations and then like to get in to get into it with this guy to be like, what male in the room would you tell that their passion for work is adorable? I was like, you know what? I'm out going home 1030 game over. So I was kind of disappointed overall that, you know, there's so many people in the space that are there just to brag about what they're doing. And when there's so much like room and capacity for us to have cool conversations and help each other out or learn from each other. Um, I did meet a few people that um, were quite interesting, but I think overwhelmingly it reinforced like some negativity I have towards some of the tech scene in Toronto that I've experienced at a few different co-working spaces now. So that was my last night. Yeah, that's not great. Um, no. Yeah, that's something I know that I've heard only from you. Like I've heard from your <laughs> side uh, that that's been an issue and I've always uh, I've always worked in an office or I work from home in these like situations and but you know I was thinking maybe my next gig if it's going to be remote or doing my own thing then I would want to go into kind of a co-working space to get some of those benefits of being able to have like these really good productive conversations with uh, like-minded people but 
uh yeah it sounds like there's a an overwhelming bias towards uh maybe less prod- productive conversations and more just braggadocious kind of yeah uh, i don't know yeah. if it's the spaces i've been in because i mean well when i was in a co-working space outside of canada at least when i was in Colombia, like everyone there was amazing and super smart and super down to chat about really cool things um yeah. So I don't know if it's a Toronto thing or if it's just the spaces I've been in. I also want to say that, you know, over the years of being in co-working spaces and incubators, I've met lots of amazing people. So I think to an extent, I probably let like a few or more than a few, you know, negative experiences kind of color my idea of um, entrepreneurs in Toronto. Um, Cause mm-hmm. I know there's lots of great ones, but yeah, it's definitely been a thing that's come up time and time again for me in co-working spaces in Toronto. So and I know I that know. part of the problem is like you've mentioned this before where you're like, you know, sure, if you, it's easy to say, well, just don't surround yourself with those people, then like go find other people. But when your office or your desk space is sitting like really literally right next to these people and you have to hear the types of conversations they're having all day, then that can really, you know, there's no real way to get away from that except for just having your headphones on all day. And, and even then it's yeah, not ideal. Yeah. And it's interesting actually, because the space I'm in right now, there is a mix of people. So it's not all just like tech companies or entrepreneurs. There's a bunch of different stuff in the space. And so I have this team next to me and they're, they kind of work completely unrelated industry. They basically do marketing and promotions for Cuba. So they work in conjunction with like the ministry of tourism in Cuba. And they're just like buckets of fun. So easy to chat with. So easy to Mm -hmm. get along with. Um, there's like no ego in the conversations because they're not like trying to compete in some space where a bunch of other people are. Um, so I like, I love hanging out with them. I really get along with them, but of course I would like to connect with more people, you know, who are doing similar things where we can actually have like productive and cool conversations, kind of how I feel that you and I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all. So there is hope. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there is hope. Where, where's everyone at? Let's chat. (laughs) Um, no, I don't have anything else super exciting going on. I think like a lot of my team is wrapping up and going on vacation right now. So I'm just working on some quieter independent projects, but nothing super, um, nothing super uh, like out there or exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any, uh, progress on the coding? I know you got the West boss oh. course. Have you started that at all? Yeah, so I did. I totally forgot to mention that. So I have kind of two hours of professional development baked into my week at work every week. So minimum I've been doing that. So really I've put in only about four hours so far. And then I was hoping if I could get through a bunch of work today that I would also be able to do one or two hours on that. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I like it a lot better than kind of the browser based, um, learning platforms, like maybe something mm-hmm. like uh free code camp, or if you've, if you like code, code school or code Academy, they kind of have like all of these like in browser type lessons. I like the West boss course because like you set up everything on your own machine. So you actually start digging into it in a more like tangible and real way. Um, so I really am enjoying that. And I just think he's, he's a great teacher and, um, I found it pretty, um, I would say easy so far only because I'm like, been constantly exposed to these concepts over and over and over again. So it's not that hard to pick up, but the actual practice of doing it is like something that obviously I have no experience with. So yeah, it's been really cool and fun. Yeah. I saw, I saw kind of what is being built in the course and it looks like when you get through that, it ends up being some very cool stuff that you're building, like stuff I've never even, uh, you know, come close to building. And I'm like, Oh, how would you do that? So I'm actually intrigued to kind of go through it. I know. Yeah. My partner Gabby is also looking at doing the, the same thing. Uh, and so maybe once she gets into that, I'll, I'll 
follow along on yeah. that journey. That would be awesome. Yeah, no. So I think, yeah, I'm excited. Like, as you can see, I'm smiling. Anyone listening can't, but um, it's really <laughs> fun just to kind of dig into something a little bit different than I do in my, in my day to day. So I'm definitely enjoying that. And yeah, I'm just excited to keep, keep up with it. Let the record show Kaylin is smiling <laughs> for those who are tuning in through podcast format. Um, okay, cool. Uh, random question, I guess. Uh, have you got any cool Christmas gifts or anything that you're, you know, buying for people? Oh, so, um, I think I've purchased zero Christmas gifts. So first mm. of all, my, my family's not really big on Christmas. The only Christmas gifts we usually do is with my extended family. We do, um, a secret Santa, but mm. actually this year, you know, because you came to an event that I hosted recently, but I'm part of a group that's sponsoring a refugee couple to come to Canada. And mm -hmm. so my, my extended family, we actually decided not to do gifts at all this year and everybody is donating toward that. So yeah, for me, the answer is no Christmas gifts. What about you? <laughs> Man, I wish we could do that. Yeah. I honestly, uh, so yeah, my, on my dad's side, we will do Christmas gift uh, through kind of the extended family with like a $50 limit. And then, yeah, you end up buying for someone that you don't know super well. Like uh, Gabby, it's our first year doing this oh. with us and she's got to buy for my cousin who she's never met. <laughs> so we're like creeping through her Instagram to see like, you know, yeah, like what kind of, I don't know. It just feels, she's like, well, I'll get her a bed, a bath and beyond or like a body works type of thing. And, you're like, yeah, it's so such a generic, I don't know, uh, random, yeah. you know, and like, a I'm a little bit of a Grinch. I'm just meeting. Yeah. yeah. Not a Grinch. Like I, I enjoy Christmas. I love like getting together with people, my friends. But for example, I'm going to a holiday party tonight. I swear I'm going to one every single night. I've literally done <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, party, whoa. But there's, um, there's a secret Santa there, but they do the one where you like steal gifts and things like mm -hmm. that. And I'm just like, nah. I'll just mm -hmm. watch. Like, I'm not interested. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want anything, you know? So yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm just good to hang. Yeah, that's true. I did end up just, uh, getting these stocking stuffer things from something that I have found like to be really, uh, helpful in my life that I feel like most people don't have, but should have is, uh, like a tile, the yeah. little, uh, helps you find your keys and your wallet. And, yeah, this thing has constantly just saved me in the past. I think I've had one for I, just over a year now. And yeah, it's so many times I'm like, where is my phone or where is my... It's mainly my phone or my keys. And they're, yeah. always, they're always in the couch. Um, but yeah, just being able to like click the thing and like go and find it has been super helpful. And there's only been a couple of times where it it doesn't like activate as it should. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's like the time that it saved me. So I just got a few of those for some family members so that we can kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like it's something you don't buy yourself and it's a nice little stocking stuffer to receive. I agree. I'm ashamed to say that my partner bought me tiles, one for my wallet and one for my keys. One is dead and one is maybe lost, but, and dead. So I can't find the tile either. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, but that's just like that's just for that's everyone. just for me you know yeah i'm just like i'm the example of the customer that does like everything you wouldn't expect so well <laughs> welcome to my world i didn't get you one so. thank you i appreciate that yeah <laughs> awesome i think that's probably good to wrap up on that note then yeah yeah so i know you've been reading off the sh the sign off but it's my turn so all right. tell people where they can find us uh, yeah, our website is workpalspodcast.com and you can find us on Twitter at workpals.
Catch you awesome. later. Bye.